Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. Joining me today is a wonderful guest I cannot wait to have a conversation with. Please welcome Quiva. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited you're joining me on the show today. We have lots to chat about. But first, I would love for you to share a little about yourself and how you got started in music. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And I guess where it all started for me with music was I grew up listening to country music because of my dad. And at the time, it wasn't really something that was popular with my friends, but I always just had a really strong love for it. And I loved listening to Dolly Parton growing up. I mean, I knew all of her songs. And from that point on, I started to listen to Taylor Swift as I got a bit older. And then I thought it was so cool how she was able to write her own music and inspire young girls like me to kind of share their own message. And so I first stepped into a recording studio when I was nine years old with Jamie O'Neill. And that was when I wrote my first song. And it was kind of just something that I did for fun. But after that, I think I realized that I had a very strong love for creating and writing my own music and just being in the studio and creating. So I guess that's where it all started for me. That's awesome. So when you recorded when you were nine years old, were you excited? Were you nervous? What were the emotions like for you? You know, I, I actually can clearly remember the day that I got there, surprisingly. And I remember just feeling super excited because I had never even been in a recording studio ever. And it was just something that I had always dreamed about doing. And having that opportunity was just something that I was extremely excited for. And I think that being a kid, you kind of don't really think about the negative sides of things and all that I really could think about was how excited I was. Yeah, I was just going to say that I feel like because you were so young, you had that childhood wonder versus I started recording (laughs) when I was in college right after I graduated college. So it was a very different experience. I was so nervous. It took me a really long time (laughs) to get used to it. I totally get that. Yeah. It's when you're a kid, like you can honestly do anything and not be worried about it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So once you started to explore, obviously you were writing very young too and getting to dive into what being a songwriter was all about and what being a recording artist was all about. So how did you go about developing your own songwriting process and what does that look like? The way that I went about developing my own songwriting process was probably just by not really putting myself in a box. And I think that that's one of the most important things is when you're writing, you don't ever want to have a certain strict way about doing it. I think that just, at least for me, I mean, I know every artist has their own process, but I think it's just so fun to just go with what the vibe is. And if you have an idea, whether that's a melody or, you know, a hook, you kind of just roll with that. And then it's always just the easiest way, I guess, for me to go about it is just to kind of go with whatever idea I've got. And that could be a melody or, you know, some sort of lyric idea. And then it kind of all unfolds from there. I think that it's different every time, you know? 
Yeah, I love that so much. And I really like how you said to not put yourself in a box. I think that's really important because as you just said, like music inspiration comes from many different places. So I feel like if songwriters do have a very strict process, like they just start with layers or they just start with melody, then they're blocking themselves off from experiencing other avenues of inspiration. And even though I typically start with some kind of concept or lyrics, I still sometimes start with the melody or a couple of times I did like a full piano accompaniment and wrote a song from there. And so I think it's really great, like you said, to be open to different avenues of receiving that inspiration and writing songs. So what is your favorite part of the songwriting process and what is a part that you find difficult that you have to overcome from time to time? I think my favorite part of the songwriting process would probably be, I don't know, I think there's so many things that I love about it, but there's just such a special feeling if you think that you wrote a really great song, just the feeling that you get that day after listening to it, you know, another time or so, and then just hearing what you created and just being like, wow, I really love like what we created today. And it was something that, you know, you didn't have it yesterday. And it's just such a cool thing. And then I also love, you know, being able to take that work tape or demo and then going into the studio and really like bringing the song to life and giving it exactly what you wanted to give it and get it out there and then release it. And then I'd probably say that my least favorite part, I don't know if I really have a least favorite part. I guess I've never really thought about that, but I don't know. Maybe sometimes, you know, I think that everybody experiences writer's block sometimes. And, you know, if you're really getting all up in your head about, you know, a couple of words and then you're stuck in this place for like a good 30 minutes and you don't even realize it, that can be a little bit frustrating. But, you know, I try not to overthink it too much. Yeah, I really love that. First of all, I too really enjoy the moment when you take a song to the studio and really hear it come to life, transforming it from that demo to a studio recording. That's fantastic. And also too about the writer's block, I feel like as creatives, I mean author as well as a songwriter, so I'm super creative. Awesome. Yeah, so I feel like anytime you really get into your head and you start overthinking, that's when the creativity stops flowing immediately. And so I really like how you said to not overthink it when you're in those spaces of writer's block sometimes like the lyric is just right on the tip of your tongue or the melody is right there but you're overthinking it to the point that you just can't get it out and so I feel like allowing yourself to be free with the creative process is super important I'm happy you brought that up so you also do a lot of giving back through music through musicians on call playing for the elderly at homes and in children's hospitals as well which I think is fantastic so What inspired you to start doing this? I think I was inspired to start doing this just because, you know, I feel like music is something that so many people can relate to. And it's something that it's beyond words. It can really hit the heart. And it's just such a special thing. And I think that being able to just share that with people and hopefully maybe bring them some joy to their day and just take some of the time that you have to kind of just hopefully brighten somebody else's day I I think that's just such a it's just such a fun thing to do and it makes me happy and I I also just love meeting people and you know I feel like I'm really lucky to be able to sing and have the platform that I do and so just being able to kind of try to give back and 
hopefully make somebody else's day better. I think that that's just a really fun and um, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that. Yeah, I love that so much. And I actually, when I was in college originally, before I changed my major, I was a music therapy major. And so I did some of the music through like a very clinical mindset. Um, I think I did a, a child, like a teenage psychiatric ward I played at. Um, I did a an intellectual disabilities facility um, and a couple others. And from the clinical standpoint, it just wasn't for me, but I really enjoyed just getting to play for them. And like you said, it's brightening somebody else's day and being the light and maybe their darkness. So I really, really love how you do that. And I definitely want to try to do that more just from the space you're doing it, not from a very, you know, clinical profession standpoint um I think it's really great how artists like you like give back through that way because you are very busy artists are so busy all the things as an independent and you know like the fact that you take time out of your busy life to do that is absolutely fantastic thank you yeah absolutely so now I definitely want to chat about your new single be so lucky so what was the inspiration behind this Be So Lucky, I wrote with Luke Gage and Alex Angelo, and we were kind of just talking about, you know, wanting to write a more, I was definitely on the vibe of wanting to write a more up-tempo and kind of a happy song, and it was fitting for the place that I was in my life at the time, and so I really wanted to do something positive, and so I remember Luke mentioned something I'm pretty sure he actually came up with the be so lucky idea. And I just love the idea right off the bat. And we kind of just started working from there. And Alex was producing it and he did such a great job. And it, it all really came together pretty quickly, I would say. And I remember leaving that session feeling like so excited to release the song because it just, it just has a great vibe to it. Yeah. So you did just mention that you had a role in producing this. Have you done lots of music production or were you working like co-producing with the producer? What did that look like for you? Um, so I didn't actually produce it. Alex produced it, but you know, I was there in the room, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a, um, a co-producer. I mean, I do <laughs> some of my own stuff, you know, on my, in, in logic, I'll mess around at home, but I would definitely not call myself a producer. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe my, uh, comments and my edits on like and my input sure but definitely not a producer yet <laughs> I mean well I think you could call yourself a co-producer I wouldn't get into the music engineer space because that's not really what you're yes. doing but like if you're contributing to the instrumentation and sharing your ideas you're definitely contributing to the production and I think it's really great how you were working with somebody who allowed you to contribute because my producer does as well and it's been really great like when I started um, I had no clue I, I had no idea anything about recording or anything like that and so it was him just like doing everything but it was really fun for me to like have that evolution and get to a place where I'm basically co-producing my stuff and sharing ideas and laying down the instruments and sharing you know mixed ideas and all that so it's really really fun when you get into that space what do you think one of your favorite moments from that session was man that's a great question I think that one of the coolest parts for me was when we came up with this little hooky section after the chorus that I really liked and it just I don't know. I guess that was just a moment where I was like, okay, like 
I think this is going to be a really cool song. So it just was super catchy. Yeah. No, I love when those unexpected magical moments happen in the studio. That's fantastic. For sure. So what do you hope listeners take away from this song when they listen to it? I hope that they can feel good in some way and that the music can make them feel something. That's always my goal with my songs. And I hope that they can relate to it in their own way. And Hopefully this song can kind of be used as like just a little pick me up if you're feeling down, I guess, because it's just it's got a fun vibe to it. So I hope that they can listen to it if they're ever feeling down and feel good. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we always need feel good songs. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I love that so much. So now let's chat highlights. So you've had some fabulous highlights as an artist so far, but what would you say some of your top ones are? Probably my number one highlight right now was being able to go on the road with Hunter Hayes and open for him. Um, That was honestly one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And, you know, as an artist, you always want to be going out on tour. And I think that my first tour being with him was just such a dream come true. And he is so talented in every single way. And I was just so lucky to be able to watch him do his thing. And I learned so much from that experience. And so that was definitely one of my top moments for sure. That's fantastic. So more on the touring, as an artist going out on the road, doing a tour like that for the first time, what were some of the obstacles you had to overcome? Because being on the road could be difficult. You know, I think that I have such a great support system. My parents were with me, which I was so grateful for. And they were so supportive. And I had my band too. And so and Hunter's crew was absolutely amazing. So honestly, I'm so grateful, but I don't think there were um, many obstacles in that way. But obviously, you know, myself, I it is it is a bit of pressure. And you know, I, I didn't want to let anyone down. And so I think that maybe just, you know, kind of just with myself, you know, getting used to it and you know not feeling nervous obviously I've performed on stage before but I've never done an opening act and so you know after the first show you get used to it but you know my very first show I remember I was nervous so I think that just being a bit nervous was one thing but other than that everything else was awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So when you were going through picking your set list for your opening spot, do you have any favorite songs that you played on that tour? I think that I really enjoyed playing Show Off as an opening song. I mean, Show Off has just always been one of my favorite songs because it's something that is so true to me. And it's something that I've always wanted to put in a song is just to tell guys that they don't need to be someone they're not to impress a girl and it's just such a fun song but I feel like it also has a cool message that a lot of people can relate to and so that was probably one of my favorites to open with for sure. Fantastic so do you have any dream artists that you would love to open for one day? Oh wow I I definitely do have so many um but probably one of my favorite artists at the moment would be Jordan Davis. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I love his voice and his music. So I think that would be sick, obviously. Um, <laughs> there's just so many. I mean, Casey Musgraves is mm-hmm. insane. But probably one of those two. I mean, honestly, I have so many favorites at this point. I, <laughs> I, I can't choose, but probably those are my top two. <laughs> Do you like Kelsey? 
I do like Kelsey she's too. My yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and she she seems like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I saw her last year on her her first tour, and I cried. She's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's awesome too. I love her. <laughs> so, looking ahead to the rest of 2024, what other plans do you have in store for 2024? I definitely have some performances lined up, um, and that's exciting. And then. Of course, new music that I'm constantly working on and I'm trying to, you know, get more lined up to release some more singles, which I'm excited about and possibly an EP project, but that's not 100% confirmed. But I'm just definitely so excited just, just to keep releasing more music in 2024. Yeah, fantastic. Well, good luck with all of that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you sure. too. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> what advice do you have for any songwriters who are just getting started on their journeys? My advice would be to just stay true to who you are. And no matter what other people may tell you or what their opinions may be, I think that it's really just important to always stay true to what you believe in and what you want to say and not follow what other people tell you to do because that just takes away from the creativity and how special the music can be. So I think it's just, yeah, I I think just staying true to who you are and also just never give up because it can get tough and it can be discouraging. And, you know, sometimes it might seem like it's easier to quit if you're not reaching your goals and in this amount of time that you had planned, but I definitely think just stay true to who you are and never give up because you'll never know if you just give up. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Yeah, I feel like I just listen to myself talk. (laughs) That's usually what I say. Yeah, I think authenticity is so important because I feel like now more than ever, because there are so many songwriters and artists, independents going out there and trying to do the whole music thing, the best way to stand out is to be yourself. So I love that and not giving up. I completely agree with that too. And just recognizing as well that not every day is going to be a great one and you will have some months that are fantastic and you're doing all the things and then you'll have low moments too but that's just a part of life in general as well and so just not giving up keep going and at the end of the day remember your love for music because that's why you're doing this in the first place you love music and so I think as long as you hold on to that passion you will be able to stay motivated and keep chasing those dreams 100% totally agree fabulous well Quiva it was a total joy having you on the show could you please share with everyone listening where they can find you online and check out your music yes well first off thank you so much for having me on the show this was so much fun and all my social media platforms are at Quiva Music, so it's just Q-U-E-E-V-A. Awesome. I love that. So is there a story behind the stage name? Yes. So my actual name is an Irish name, and it's spelled C-A-O-I-M-H-E, but it's pronounced Quiva, so I had to change the spelling because it was just way too confusing. Like looking at <laughs> the original spelling, it is nothing like what is pronounced. So I just changed the spelling for my stage name. Oh my goodness, yes. I'm so happy I asked because I was so interested because it's such a cool <laughs> name. Like when I saw your name, I was like, oh, Thanks. that's cool. There must be a story. And <laughs> there's a story. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's so funny because some people, I've, I've came to my like 
I've showed up to events before and they're like, they're expecting Quiva as some sort of band. And it's just me. And they're like, wait, I thought this was a band name. And I'm like, no, it's just me. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, it was a delight having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed this chat with Quiva. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on track. track.